0: And from listeners like you, who donate at wjffradio.org.
1: Welcome to the local edition news and information that keeps you connected in the Catskills Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dole. Coming up, we'll check in with Ariel Schamberg, Delaware Valley Arts Alliance. latest from them. And uh, Patricio Robito has an update on what went down at today's legislative meeting. Sullivan County legislature meets every Thursday and every Thursday evening. We check in with Wayne County. For several years, Wayne County system of care has sponsored a trunk or treat event that has grown into a family tradition. The next one's coming up at the Wayne County Fairgrounds this Sunday. And here to tell us more, we have event coordinator Dave Hartung. Dave, hello. Hi, how are you? Doing good. And we also have, and I might get this wrong now, Phyllis with the Wayne County System of Care Family Tricare. Yes, yeah, I've state uh, faithful, but you've
2: got the time, all right. <laughs>
1: Okay. That's great. So first off, uh, what is system of care?
3: Um, so, uh, system of care is a philosophy on how care should be delivered. Uh, so the SOC, the system of care values and principles help to guide the child serving systems uh, to make improvements in the partnership between uh, the systems and youth and families. And so, um, so it's a, a philosophy that incorporates uh, trauma-informed care um, that is, stresses the systems communicating, improving communications with one another and with the families and youth, and also incorporating the feedback from families and youth to try to make positive changes.
2: We we are always looking for um, family and youth um, that have or is receiving services from Wayne County, any of our ch- child-serving systems um, between the ages of fourteen to twenty-nine, and we're also always looking for family members of any age.
1: Great. So now let's. Uh, and and for people to get more information about System of Care, I guess we could repeat this again, again at the end. But but um, uh, how how do they typically find your your organization?
3: We do have a Facebook page uh, uh, for Wayne County System of Care. We also have a page on the Wayne County government site, so that's waynecountypa.gov, and we're under the Human Services tab. And you can also uh, contact me here at the office, and that phone number is 570-253-6758.
1: Okay, great. And um so I guess uh, and and so System of Care is putting on this event before we talk about the event itself, let's talk about some of the other agencies you're working with cuz uh, there's other folks helping you out in the community as well putting this on.
3: Absolutely. That is what uh System of Care is all about is collaborating. And um, we've had great partnerships, uh, not only with our county agencies, but also um, other providers in Wayne County. Um, some of the ones that will be here on Sunday to help us out with the Trunk or Treat, our uh, Victims Intervention Program, the Wayne County Family Center, Wayne Memorial Hospital, the Pennsylvania Parent and Family Alliance, and um, the National Alliance for Mental Illness of Northeast Pennsylvania.
1: Great. So what can folks expect at the Trunk or Treat?
2: Well, this is going to be our sixth year of doing it. Um, last year was our fifth anniversary. Um, what it is this year, we were in twenty and 2020 with the pandemic, we decided that we couldn't let this go. So we decided to do drive through at the Wayne County Fairgrounds. And also once again this year it seems to be a little bit easier. So um what what participants do is, you know, dress up in the costumes and they drive through and then there we have the, the trunks as the agencies as David has has mentioned, um, get more information and just have a fun family event.
3: Great. Right. Great. So the the yeah. cars will come down, they'll drive through and each agency will give out some information about some services uh in the community and some information perhaps about their agency and then yeah, and everybody gives out a lot of candy and uh generally the kids all leave pretty happy with big bags of candy.
1: <laughs> great. And uh so so that that's good. Is there do you need do you need uh, uh, people giving you candy or anything like that? Do you need donors? Um,
3: well, not that we would ever turn away donors necessarily, um, but the, the um, we're fortunate in that we participate in a grant uh, through SAMHSA. That's the Substance Abuse and, and Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Agency, um, and they have a grant that's managed. Um, from a Behavioral Alliance of uh, Rural Pennsylvania, and so we participate in that grant program. And that allows us uh, to spend some money on these outreach projects and community projects, and so that's what uh, that's what we've used to purchase the candy for the trunk or treat event.
1: Great. What other? Uh, do you have any other upcoming events or things that you'd like folks to know about uh, as far as system of care goes that you might have coming up beyond trunk or treat? Absolutely.
3: We participate in several community projects. We also like to um, uh, help out with uh, different events in the community. I don't know, Faith, if you want to take the lead and uh, share some of the uh, events that we participate in.
2: Yes. Um, today, actually, is Go Orange Day. Um, it was Rachel's Challenge. Um also, we started um behind the Park Street Complex where most of our child-serving systems are. We took on a a park project where we're trying to redo this park, and fortunately, there is a tunnel in between the park and Wayne Memorial Hospital, so if it's in this tunnel, we had the community and other people um help paint it, and it's all local to Wayne County. But it's not just for the park for kids to enjoy. It's also, too, if you have a loved one or someone's in the hospital and you just need to decompress, um, you can take a walk through the tunnel, see the beautiful artwork. Um, we try to help out a lot of other um, agencies, like we help with Recovery Night with drug and alcohol, um, our child-serving systems, our behavior health. Um, intellectual dis- disabilities, um, children and youth, drug and alcohol, juvenile probation. I know I'm forgetting a few, and I apologize. Uh Early intervention. Um, it's not just their child-serving um, systems. Like Dave said, we got vin- victim- VPI victims. Um, programs and there's a lot of other programs we're involved with with Wayne Memorial Hospital and the park has been great we've been listening to the public input we um, have redone um, the basketball courts um, we also have put in new uh, benches and new trash receptacles. so the park is definitely coming slowly but it's coming along very nicely
3: yeah, and, uh, also a big, uh, part of, uh, system of care is a focus on trauma-informed care. And so we are able to provide trauma-informed care trainings for the community. Uh, we have several of our Wayne County, um, staff and even Faith has been trained to be a trauma-informed care trainer. Uh, so we offer those trainings to, other agencies and also to the public free of charge um, and we've partnered with as then uh, this was faith's idea that we um, started up a trauma library that we partnered with the Wayne County uh, library public libraries and we've um, so we've gotten trauma-informed books chosen by um, all of our trainers and our trauma-competent professionals. And so they've put these uh, special books into all of our public libraries, so that way the public has access to uh, that information.
1: Wow, okay, that's good. So you guys, you got a lot going on. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad that we had the time to talk to you and let the public know about what it is that you do have going on. Uh, but let's just circle back to the Trunk or Treat event, remind people one more time uh when it's happening at the Wayne County Fairgrounds this weekend.
2: Absolutely. This, this Sunday, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., Um it's just drive through, see our beautiful smiling faces and get more information. Lots of candy
1: lots of candy absolutely well i want to thank you both so much for taking the time to talk to us and good luck
3: thank you so much
2: thank you so much
1: and a reminder uh, we've been talking to wayne county system of care do that chunk or treat this weekend more information at waynecountypa.gov. That's a Wayne County website, waynecountypa.gov. And the system of care is there. Also, Wayne County System of Care on Facebook. Right now on the local edition, we're going to uh, shift focus and uh, get uh, over on the Salton County side of the river for a check in on uh, what happened today. Salton County legislature met today and uh, the board debated whether a member of a committee had a potential conflict of interest. And if an ethics charge would be made here to give us a report on this is Radio Catskills, Patricio Rubio.
4: This is Radio Catskill. I'm Patricio Robbio. It got heated during the Sullivan County Legislature Executive Committee meeting on October 20th at the Government Center in Monticello. The heated discussion was on whether or not Legislature for District 9 Alan Sorensen should remain on the bed Tax Committee. The question was raised by District 8 Legislature Iris Thongart. The complaint was due to Mr. Sorensen being employed by Orange County as the Planning Commissioner.
3: I feel being the commissioner of planning in Orange County, and we're deciding where money is going before it's public, that there's a possible conflict between his county position and being on the committee to determine
5: where the funding is going.
4: District 1 and chairman of the legislature, Rob Dory, did not see the conflict.
5: I believe he deals with the DOT in District 8, and we're in District 9. These are monies that are already generated. So we're dealing with, he's not changing whether people come to Sullivan County or going to Orange County. It's already money that's already, you know, banked dollars per se. District 2 legislature
4: Nadia Reich agreed with Iris Steingart.
6: Not in a way. I do feel that there's a conflict of you being on this particular committee okay. and deciding where the money from the visitors association will be going.
4: Mr. Sorensen, employed as a county planning commissioner, said his duties as a commissioner are...
6: I handle the GML 239 reviews. So any project that comes in, the local municipal planning board, zoning board, gets referred to the county, we do our 239 reviews. So obviously there's no municipality in Sullivan County that would refer their matters to Orange County. Um, in addition to that, I sit on the Orange County Ag and Farmland Protection Board. By my position as Sullivan County Commissioner of Planning or Orange County Commissioner of Planning, um, and it so I put all this out there because I'll, I'll defer to council if they see there's a potential conflict. Um, you know, I will take the advice of council.
4: Chairman Rob Dory again stated that he did not see this position as a conflict. You
5: know, I I, I could not see where where, where there's a conflict according to our rules. I mean, if we want to change the rules, that's something totally different. But the current rule, there is no benefit to Alan or a member of his family <coughs> as to which from recommendations made, made to the committee to distribute bed tax. I, I mean, I, I don't understand the benefit to anyone in his family. District 7 legislature Joseph Perillo asked who's on that committee. Chairman Rob Doherty responded. The steering committee, which is myself as the chair. Michael Brooks as the vice chair. Alan Sorensen as the majority leader. Ira Steingart as the minority leader. And Nadia for Sheila's on on the riverside of of the county. Joseph Perillo had this to say.
1: As far as I'm concerned,
5: it's a stack pack here. Just, just like you did every other, yes, stack pack, yeah, stacked, just like every other committee, you got three votes to overcome any other vote here. No, well, that's no, my I'm opinion. Okay. That's my opinion. Because you need a third vote to get your way with this whole legislature. This houseman from day one you became on the table as a chair and you continue doing it.
4: Iris Steingart said he would like the state to look into the matter. Deputy County Attorney Thomas Clawley said this is not something the state will look into.
5: The ethics laws are local law. I highly doubt that any state agency is going to put their two cents in on interpreting our own local law. There is an ethics board here in Sullivan County. You can, as legislator Steingart wants to report what he considers to be a breach of the code of ethics,
6: that's their prerogative. Alan Sorensen had this to say. I do not see the conflict, however... Neither do I. Um, it, personally, I want to avoid even the appearance of okay. conflict. So with that, I I choose not to serve on this bed tax okay. committee.
4: Chairman Rob Dorby accused Iris Steingart of also being in conflict of interest with his role with the Sullivan County Visitors Association and his role with the Sullivan County
5: Legislature. You, you as being on the, the chairman of the planning committee, sits on the board of the SCVA. Is that correct? A voting member, no. Chairman Rob
4: Doria said he will bring up this complaint to the Ethics Board for Sullivan County and ask Iris
5: Steingard to recuse himself from the committee. If you want to resign from to the plan board, I, I will name a new chairman.
1: I'm
0: not resigning.
5: Okay, so then we're going to go to the Ethics Board. We, we have, have a choice.
4: For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Rubio.
1: Thank you for that report, Patricio. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Ariel Schemberg of the Delaware Valley Arts Alliance you're listening to the local edition winner of
0: two excellence in broadcasting awards from the new york state broadcasters association radio catskill listen local
1: Radio Catskill's music sale is a Saturday after Thanksgiving. We have lots of records, CDs, and audio equipment, but what we really need now are just a few more valuable, rare, or collectible items for the sale. Are you a record collector willing to donate a few choice discs? Do you have any vintage working hi-fi stereo components to spare? Let us know. Email manager at wjffradio.org to donate your high-value items for the music sale. That's manager at wjffradio.org. Thank you.
0: Support for Radio Catskill comes from Garnet Health Medical Center, Catskills. Garnet Health, going above and beyond to elevate care every day for every person. Learn more at garnethealth.org. Exceptional lives here. And from The Cooperage Project in Honesdale. Dedicated to building community through performance, learning, markets, and good times. Thecooperageproject.org.
1: Welcome back to the local edition. News and information keeps you connected in the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm Jason Dole. Coming up this Saturday, just two days from now, this Saturday, Delaware Valley Arts Alliance is holding a coffee with artists. It's an event, Coffee with Artists, with Ryan Ward to talk about his exhibit, 321 Ring Baloney. And The Delaware Valley Arts Alliance is also accepting applications for 18th annual Art in Sixes. On the phone to tell us more, it's executive director for the DVAA, Ariel Schamberg. Welcome back to the program.
7: It's great to be with you, Jason.
1: So, Coffee with Artists, is, this a, is that a series, Coffee with Artists? Yeah, Coffee and Conversations uh,
7: really brings together uh, two of our favorite things. Uh, we're big fans of coffee. Um, can't start the day or in some cases, end it without it. And uh, conversations with artists is just something that we love having. And we thought we'd bring two of our favorite things together and you know also create a more relaxed uh, environment uh, to hear from the artists who we' exhibiting and give our community an opportunity to meet with them over uh, coffee and uh, some nice pastries.
1: And so this time it's uh, Ryan Ward. Uh, what can you tell us about his show?
7: Uh it is fantastic. Um Ryan is a painter, a sculptor. Uh he is also a art historian. Uh he is a man of uh renaissance man if you will, um uh, who wears many hats. He's also the newest uh gallery owner in Narrowsburg, uh having uh opened The Ruffed Grouse uh, just earlier in September. And, uh, the talk, uh, will center around the exhibition on view, uh, which takes, uh, the circus and the carnival atmosphere, which is a world he worked in as a young person, um, and, uh, takes inspiration from it with its, uh, promises and its hauntingness and its grandeur, uh, and what it gives us is a a colorful and uh, kinetic and uh, interactive exhibition uh, that's been on view since uh, September 24th and will actually be closing uh, Sunday, October 30th. So this is a-, a great opportunity to come see the show, uh, hear from Ryan, uh, learn about the work. And then as a special treat, we're going to uh, invite attendees to uh, take a walk down Main Street and uh, visit the Rough Grouse and learn uh, about it. A- side of Ryan that's uh, not entirely different from what is on view in the exhibition, but uh, reflects his passion for self-taught outsider artists who he's been collecting and um, representing now for a number of years.
1: Wow, great. So, um... Uh the other thing we wanted to talk to you about was the Art in Sixes. I know that's a big event both for the DVAA and really for the whole community. People really respond to this one. Uh it's an annual event. Can can you start off by telling us what Art in Sixes is and then we'll get into the details of what people need to know if they want to submit?
7: Absolutely. If I could just throw us off course for a moment, because we have two exhibitions on view and we have another special event coming up uh, in conjunction with the group show Subterranean. And it's a special event uh, in our galleries that I want uh, viewers, uh, viewers, listeners to definitely know about. Uh, It's entitled Marienda. Uh, which, uh, translates to light snacks. And Marienda will be a, um, an event on Saturday, October 29th, uh, that is being organized by, uh, Jamie Kim and Francis Estrada, the two artists in the exhibition. Francis, uh, incorporates culinary, the culinary arts in his practice and we'll be offering food from his and Jamie's youth uh, as an invitation for audience members to experience memory, family, and history through nourishment um you know what it motivates this is uh, our sense of smell which is one of our most evocative senses and the capacity it has to resurrect long submerged memories and feelings uh and since the work is the exhibition is rooted in the idea of artists who uh live in a diaspora uh, uh Francis is originally from the Philippines though grew up in Honesdale and now based in the city and Jamie is originally from South Korea uh, and currently based in California, uh, this is going to be a, a great, a wonderful event that intersects visual arts, culinary practices, and will give attendees an opportunity to experience a curated menu of delicacies shaped by uh, the artists' re- uh, distinct diasporas. Enough right. about those shows. <laughs> Happy to dive into Art in Sixes. Um, this is indeed uh, the 18th annual Art in Sixes. And, you know, we've been really recognizing that it is an event. It is not just an exhibition. Uh, it is an open call uh, for to be part of the juried show. Uh, artists are asked to create works that are no larger than six inches in any dimension. So height, width, uh, length. Um, they can be framed up to 10 inches. And uh, my wonderful gallery manager, Sina uh, uh, would definitely want me to emphasize no larger than 10 inches.
1: Wait, so you're, you're uh, saying in, that's, that's the outside of the frame?
7: The, the frame can be as large as 10 by 10. Uh-huh. We do allow that. But the artwork itself can't be uh, greater than six inches. Uh, this show attracts well over 200 artists. Today was the first day for drop-offs, and it was a busy day from start to finish, so we're really excited and thrilled to see people uh so energized to be part of this show. The resulting show, uh, artists can submit up to four pieces, so we often end up with somewhere between 500 and 600 works that get installed in our two galleries. And uh one of the things that I want to spotlight is uh, we had a great experience with students from the Wallen-Pawpack um, High School last year where a number of students participated. This year, we uh, are putting an open call out to all the youth in our region. Uh If uh, they want to come, we have a, a limited number of six-inch by six-inch canvases, and we want to help inspire and nurture, uh, nourish the, uh, the young artists in our community. And we'll be doing a special section in the exhibition to spotlight, uh, young artists. Um, I would say probably about, uh, 12 and younger.
1: Wow. That's great. And is that, is that a a new component of this?
7: that is a new part of the the exhibition uh new for you know each each year we try to do something uh that builds on on the exhibition uh we're also uh in the works on uh some live performance events that will take the concept of sixes and uh play off of that um we, we're always wanting to have fun with it and the exhibition itself will run from November 19th through December 23rd and we're accepting submissions during gallery hours through November 5th.
1: Okay, great. Well, you know, it it occurs to me that it seems like most folks tend to use all six by six inches. Do you ever have anybody submitting? I mean, because it could be smaller than that, right? Does anybody ever make anything significantly smaller?
7: Great, great point. Uh, as long as no dimension exceeds six by six. So today uh, we had an artist uh, drop off drawings that were, uh, I believe, about three and a half inches by six inches. So as long as it's within the square, uh, it, it can be accepted for the show.
1: Okay, I applaud. I applaud the small art and the the art that's getting even smaller. Um, yeah.
7: there, there's a lot of a lot of big ideas and small pieces, that's for it. sure.
1: That's what I'm going for. Um, so I want to thank you so much for taking time to talk to us, but let's uh, 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 just again remind people that the, the Coffee with Artist Ryan Ward, that's happening this weekend, correct? What's time on that?
7: That is at 10.30 a.m. at uh, our Main Street Gallery, which is located at 57 Main Street, Narrowsburg, New York.
1: Okay, that's great. And for more information on on everything you got going on, because you you always have a lot going on, where should folks go? Uh,
7: They should visit us at Delaware DelawareValleyArtsAlliance.org, where they'll find information on uh, these special events, our current and upcoming shows and performances. Uh, And uh, I hope you guys all have Sina on. uh, In addition to being our gallery manager, she's our grants manager and our annual uh, 2023 Arts for Sullivan grant cycle uh, has just opened and uh, WJFF generously hosted one of our info sessions. And we're looking forward to get the word out to the community about these funding opportunities for arts and cultural
1: organizations. All right. So it sounds like we should be talking more and soon and we'll see you soon uh, as well. Uh, But I do want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to us tonight, Ariel.
7: Uh, My pleasure. Have a great evening.
1: You too once again it's Ariel Schamberg executive director for Delaware Valley Arts Alliance and the coffee with artist Ryan Ward that's happening uh, 1030 this Saturday morning That's going to do it for the local edition. We'll be back tomorrow evening. Patricio Rubio will be in on hosting here. And our fun drive starts tomorrow as well at noon, midday. Our fall favorite fun drive. If this is your favorite radio station or some of your favorite programs are here, do take the time to give what you can. The shorter we make this fun drive, the better it'll be for everyone. Go to wjffradio.org to make your donation and keep it tuned right here. We'll be telling you even more ways and reasons why you should give over the coming days. Ramble Tamble is up next.
0: WJFF, Jeffersonville, W233AH Monticello. On air at
5: 90.5 FM. At
2: wjffradio.org
5: listen to us on your smartphone download the wjff app
2: listen to us on your
0: smart speaker just ask your smart speaker to play wjff radio catskill
5: like us on facebook and
0: follow us on instagram
5: radio catskill keeping you